Social Zoom Factor, episode 108. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Does your current website or blog got you down? Do you need a better hosting platform to help your business zoom turbo versus speeds that are slow and holding you back? No need to look any further than our partner HostGator. Have an existing site? No worries. They can seamlessly transfer your existing site for free and have you zooming turbo in no time for as little as $4 a month. Check them out at HostGator.com and save 30% on new hosting packages using the coupon code Zoom or simply go to SocialZoomFactor.com slash HostGator. Your team is at the heart and soul of your business. You work hard to attract great people who help your business Zoom. Our new partner, Everyone Social, enables employees to become effective brand ambassadors by sharing, recommending, and promoting relevant content while building their personal online brand. Check it out and request a demo at socialzoomfactor.com slash everyone social. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are talking about 25 ways that you could be ruining your brand and you don't even know it. These tips apply to personal brands, to startups, small business, medium-sized business, large business, enterprise, and everything in between. So regardless what type or size of organization you own, you work for, you are working with, these tips are going to help you. Now, there are also loads of resources that I have that will help you. I'm not going to list all of them out on the podcast. I encourage you to go to socialzoomvector.com slash 108, where I will list a ton of resources because I have podcasts, I have worksheets, I have white papers on a lot of these topics that will help you do these things the right way, okay? And I want you to go download a white paper that I have that relates directly to this conversation. And it is your digital body language, 105 factors that impact your personal and your business brand. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash digital me. That's socialzoomfactor.com slash digital me. Now let's go ahead and get started with these 25 tips. So these are things that are possibly hurting your brand in a negative way, and you may not even know it. Now remember, everything that you say, you do, you post, you pin, you update, you post a visual image, whether that's text or a video or a podcast, everything you say or do, even talking to other people online, is a representation of your brand. Even the people that you friend on Facebook, the people that you follow, the list that you make on Twitter, you know, how you connect with people on LinkedIn, all of these things are representative of you and your brand. 
So today what I'm going to do is point out some of the very top ways that you could be hurting your brand and not even know it. And no, these are not being presented to you in any order of priority. All of these things are important, all right? Number one thing is apps that you have connected to any of your social profiles that maybe you forgot about it. And Twitter is a great example here. So do you remember when you first got on Twitter and maybe you connected an app that sends out auto direct messages or maybe you're auto tweeting content from a blog that you use to read all the time. Uh, There's also link tools like Linksys and other tools that you can connect to your Twitter account and it will automatically add a toolbar every time that you send a tweet to a link. Now, I've seen people that should know better forget that they have these things connected to their Twitter profile. And the issue, number one, let's talk about the URL, the the toolbar that can get connected to a URL. Some of these tools that are out there, not only does it look like it's self-serving, okay, so when you send a tweet and there's automatically a toolbar that appears at the top of a screen that has your profile on it, what does it look like? It looks like you are very self-serving. It doesn't look like you are sharing information because you want to help people find valuable information that's going to help their business or their life, right? What it looks like is that you are sharing the content just so you can promote yourself. So if you have any of these automatic toolbars and link services being used with your Twitter account, for example, I suggest you turn them off. I hate when people use these and send my content out to their Twitter following. You know why? Because it usually hurts the way that the content is displayed. We spend a lot of time and effort and money on making sure that all of our sites and our client sites are 100% mobile responsive. So they are going to respond and automatically adapt to whatever type of device people are using. Some of these services make the site look like it is not mobile responsive. It changes the menu, it changes the layout, it changes everything about how the site looks on a mobile device and sometimes even on a desktop. So it's very self-serving. You're making that that readership experience negative for the end user, okay? So you're you're creating a negative experience. So if you're trying to connect with a brand, trying to connect with an influencer or whoever's content you are sharing, that's not the right way to do it. If you're trying to provide value to your audience, not the right way to do it. But make sure you go into Twitter as an example and take a look at all the apps you have connected. And you can easily just unconnect those, all right? Same thing goes for Facebook, for LinkedIn. You're going to want to probably go do an audit and just see all of the tools and technology that you have connected and turn them off if you need to. Number two is you're not putting effort into your brand and it shows. So maybe you don't have consistency in regard to your look and your feel and the visuals that you are um, presenting on your profiles. How you look and how you present yourself is so very important online because first impressions are everything. You only have one chance to make a first, a second, and a third impression. And if I check out your Twitter handle, maybe I see a blog post that interests me or I see a tweet that interests me and I go and I check out your Twitter profile and it looks so-so and like, you know, maybe he or she is the real deal. And then I click through and I look at your LinkedIn or I look at your blog. If that next page that I go through is negative, what are the chances that I'm going to go to a third? So if the first is okay, the second is not better than okay, 
what's the chance I'm going to click through to a third? Probably not very good, okay? And you want to make sure that you are representing yourself as you really are. Don't oversell yourself. And I can tell you I'm seeing this happen a lot because we are hiring right now in our agency marketing nuts. So we're looking for social community managers. We're looking for project managers and and different types of leadership roles. And as people are sending me their resumes, I am shocked as I am looking at their social profiles online how much they are exaggerating their experience, okay? So don't exaggerate who and what you are. Be the real deal and put some effort into developing some consistency in how you present yourself. And, you know, we always have a brand architecture that we develop, whether we're working with personal brands or corporate brands. Make sure you take the time to slow down to speed up. Don't go rewrite every bio that you have on every social profile. Instead, create that person persona message house, you know, that persona worksheet, fill that out, create it yourself that will help you figure out who you are, what you are, and how you want to represent yourself online. Your bios should be consistent. Uh, The things that you do, the services you provide should be consistent. You need to figure out a strategy for how you're utilizing different URLs, how you're linking to different profiles, that type of thing. Number three is no plan, okay? So if you don't know where you are going and why, you don't know what you are doing and why you're going to where you're going, nobody else is going to know it either, okay? What is your purpose? If you lack purpose, it's going to show. So as I always say, build your plan and work your plan, all right? So you need to build that plan, build that strategy, set some goals and objectives. Check out some of the resources we have at socialzoomfactor.com slash 108. I will link to a template for with eight steps for you to build your own plan with some other resources to get you started there. Number four is you are all about yourself. So whether this be content, whether this be links, whether this be conversation, if you are always focused on you and your business, people are going to know it. Maybe you're using the excuse of quote unquote brand storytelling to blast out tweets and Facebook posts and updates about yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Telling a brand story properly is just as much about including others and inspiring other people to tell your story for you than it is bragging about yourself 24-7. And I'm seeing this as a new trend lately that people say, I'm all about brand storytelling and they're just bragging about themselves Stop doing that. Engage other people in your story. Your conversations, your tweets, your Facebook posts should be no more than 20% about yourself. So take a look through your stream and see how much time you are spending talking about yourself, talking about your brand. Okay, number five is you only hop on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn when you need something from somebody, okay? So maybe you hop on every time you have a new product or business launch. People are noticing these things. If you're only getting on Twitter because you are launching a new app and you start spamming influencers, that is not going to help you build your brand, okay? And I have a podcast I did specifically on this topic, so make sure you check it out. Number six is you don't take time for relationships. And I encourage you to read Gary Vaynerchuk's book, which is Jab, 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 Right Hook. And you need to not be focusing on always making that sale from the beginning. Take time to build relationships. Don't go straight for the close, okay? Number seven 
is you aren't saying anything that hasn't already been said or isn't being said by everybody else all day long. What I mean by this is you are providing no unique value, which is number eight. Okay, these two things go together. You need to make sure that you are providing content that is helping your audience and that you are offering something different. People want to know you. They want to know your perspective. They want to know what you also think of the content. So curating content is great, but make sure that once in a while you're putting the you factor into your brand, into your content, into your conversations and your relationships. It can't be all about everybody else's content 24 hours a day. Well, at the same time, I know it's confusing because it can't be all about your own content 24 hours of the day either. So check out episode 105, which is, are you creating, curating, or regurgitating content? If you struggle in this area and knowing how to best create your own content, how to curate content, and how to avoid regurgitating content, and maybe what these words even mean, check out episode 105. It will help you a lot. Number nine is you post to Facebook only negativity so you can get attention. And you think that you're playing the Facebook algorithm because maybe you get more engagement, you get more likes, you get more comments. Okay, that could be working. But at what cost is that working? Same thing goes for things like cat photos, all right? It could be quotes that you're addicted to sharing. And maybe you do get more engagement, but I want you to think bigger. I want you to think about how is that impacting your brand. When people think about your brand and they think about the content that you are sharing on your Facebook page, what comes to mind for them? Are they thinking inspirational quotes, but yet you're a digital marketing agency? Are they thinking cats, but yet you are in the insurance or real estate business? Are they thinking negativity? All that all that brand does is complain or all that person who owns that business does is complain and post negative thoughts. I want you to think bigger and I want you to think, how is your content inspiring, connecting and engaging with real people? How are you helping people solve their problems? How are you helping them sleep better? How are you helping showcase what you and your brand can do organically without bragging about yourself? And I know this is so much art, even more than it is science. And this is where many, many brands struggle. And this is why I focus so much in my content on my blog and my podcast about content, about creating an editorial calendar. So I encourage you to check out the resources we have available for you. Download our content editorial calendar at socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar. Check out the podcast we have available to help you with this. I know if you are new to online and digital marketing, this can be challenging, okay? But I want you to be aware that's not an excuse for you to destruct your brand. Just because you don't know what to post on Facebook doesn't mean you should just post negative things or that you should just post quotes all day or that you should just post photos of cats, all right? You need to define what your brand is and make sure that your content is representing that. Number 10 is you are spamming people via email. Just because somebody gives you their email address via their business card or they're um, interacting with you via Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn and they give you their email, they're trusting you. Okay, when somebody gives you their email address, they're trusting that you're going to respect that. I trust if I give you my email address that you are going to respect my time, you are going to respect who I am, and you're going to respect my inbox. So don't take advantage of it. Make sure you use that trust 
to help take that relationship to the next level, not hurt that relationship. Because just because you have an email address does not mean that that person is obviously authorizing you to spam them, okay? Number 11 is you connect with someone via LinkedIn and you immediately sell to them. So do I need to say any more about this? If I accept your connection on LinkedIn and the first message you sell to me is, hey, Pam, would you like to generate more leads? You know, Would you be interested in my telemarketing lead generation service? First thing, if you knew anything about my business, if you listen to any of my podcasts, you would know right now we have more leads than we can practically deal with. I don't need an appointment setting service. I don't need a lead generation service. Our online platform is doing amazing things for our business. So no, I don't need your appointment setting service. No, I don't need your lead generation service that's going to go randomly cold call people to try to generate leads. You are hurting your brand more than helping me. And I usually will disconnect from those people immediately because I know they are not interested in investing in a relationship with me. They are looking to only sell and spam me. I know we are getting deep into some content right now, but it's time we hear a word from our sponsors who make this podcast possible. I'll be right back. Success in business and life is built on trust and relationships. According to Edelman's Trust Barometer, 41% of people think a company's employees rank higher in public trust than a firm's PR department, CEO, or founder. Empowering your employees to be the voice of your brand can help you more quickly earn trust and establish authority to ignite relationships with customers, partners, and your online audience to Zoom measurable business results. Our new partner, Everyone Social, makes it easy for employees to Zoom their personal brands and become trusted thought leaders by easily sharing relevant and engaging content with their audience while at the same time assisting their employers to achieve their marketing and business goals. Learn how to get started the right way in developing your own employee brand advocacy program by downloading a free white paper from Everyone Social at socialzoomfactor.com slash power up. Check it out, friends. Would you like to get your business Zooming Turbo online, but don't know where to start? Is website development not your thing? Check out HostGator.com for all of your hosting needs. They have easy one-click WordPress installs or drag and drop website builders. If you need even more help, their website design, setup, SEO, and even managed services can have you Zooming in no time. We have been hosting our own and client sites at HostGator for years, and I can personally validate that their service by far beats out their competition. With one little tweet, email, or chat conversation, they are there and ready to help you Zoom or resolve any issues that may come up 24-7, 365 days of the year. HostGator has the capacity to grow with you and scale when and how you need them to without headache or costing you a fortune. Check out HostGator.com today and save 30% on new hosting packages with coupon code Zoom or simply go to socialzoomfactor.com slash HostGator. Again, that's social zoomfactor.com slash hostgator. Number 12 is you are sending auto Twitter direct messages. So these are the messages that come into your inbox on Twitter. These are usually automated. So if you are sending automated 
Twitter direct messages. I don't care how you look at these. They are spam. They are not personal. They are not relational and they are self-serving. So check your Twitter account and make sure, like we said in number one, that you aren't sending these via a app or a tool that you set up a long time ago and you forgot about. And there are many people, there are people who have written books and are considered quote unquote experts and have written books on authenticity, on building relationships, yet they are using auto Twitter DMs to spam links. I just don't get it. So if you have these on, if they're working for you, great. But I highly recommend you don't use them. I think they hurt your brand more than help them. Number 13 is your profiles on the social networks are linking to dead URLs. So do an audit of all and every profile that you own and update all of the content in the URLs. Check out every single link that you have on your Google Plus account, on your Facebook accounts, on your Facebook business pages, on your Google Plus business pages, on your Twitter profiles, on your LinkedIn profiles, on your Instagram profiles, everything. Do a search on your name on Google and see what comes up. And you might be surprised some of those social networks that maybe you signed up for three years ago and maybe you half filled out your profile and you have no idea because you haven't looked at it in three years what's out there. And like I said, a good way to do that is to also look at the apps that you have connected to Facebook, to LinkedIn, and to Twitter. Those are three of the top platforms you want to look at because that will identify some of these old apps or social networks that you connected your Twitter or Facebook account to as well. Number 14 is you interrupt conversations versus being a part of them, being a relevant, helpful, valuable part of them. Don't interrupt conversations. Pretty straightforward. If you are barging into a conversation, people are talking about something, they're talking about their favorite uh, wine and cheese, or talking about where they're going over the weekend, or the latest soccer game, football game, and you are barging into that conversation. Hey, you know, I remember that. Let me share my link. It has something to do with this conversation. You are interrupting conversation. Join the conversation. Be interested in what people are already talking about. Number 15 is you bash others. So becoming a change agent, becoming a leader isn't about bashing other people to make yourself look better. So if you were just entering a market, maybe you're just entering the online social ecosystem and you're trying to make a mark for yourself. I see a lot of people barge in and start bashing others in their industry for whatever reason it may be. Yes, this may short-term get you some attention. It may short-term get you some links back to your site or your blog. But longer term, you are going to not only highlight some of those other brands, some of those other people's because chances are you're a little intimidated by them, okay? So if you're bashing them, why are you bashing them? That's what I want you to think about. Why are you worried about them? And it's what I always say, quit the looky-loo. Quit looking over the fence at your competitors and, and wondering if they're better than you and, and figuring out you need to bash them. You don't need to do that. Focus on your audience. You don't need to prove a point by talking negative about others. Focus on providing 
value to your audience and helping them in a positive way. And be careful about letting the negative talk start to take over your brand because I've seen and we've helped some people who have been new to the online world and we've helped transition their content from a negative to a positive and it's amazing the results that we have because you want to build your own brand in a positive way, not by just bashing other people. It's a really risky strategy and very few people can pull it off. Number 16 is only talking to people with high influence scores. And I know this may sound crazy, but there are quite a few people out there who will integrate certain plugins with their browser and they can see influence scores of other people and they prioritize who they talk to based on influence scores. And I know there's some value in brands doing this when it comes to a customer service perspective and some brands need to do this um, and managing risk and those types of things. However, from a personal branding perspective, I think you need to be very careful in how you use these types of tools and apps to prioritize your conversations. Because I don't, I think it's human nature. For me, I removed all of those from my browsers. I do not include a look at your clout score or a peer index score when I'm looking at my Twitter stream. I want to have my conversations be natural. I want to have my conversations be organic. I want to talk to you because I want to talk to you, not because I see that you have a high influence score. So I had to remove those plugins from my browser because I think it's human nature that we will look at those numbers and we will respond based on those numbers. So it's up to you if you want to turn off some of those tools. My recommendation is that you do and that if you are reluctant to do that, I challenge you to do it for a week, do it for two weeks and see how that changes your conversations online. See how that maybe changes your relationships. You may meet some really amazing people that have a influence score of two, okay, or 10. If you're only talking to people with a 70 or above, it could be you're missing out on some of the greatest relationships that you could ever have in your life or in your business. Number 17 is the content you are sharing. So make sure that you are reading every single URL that you are sharing, okay? You you need to make sure that that URL works. You need to make sure it's not a spammy site that you're sending people to. Although a link may look good, it could be that it's a completely spammy website or blog. You need to be aware of what you're sharing. It doesn't mean that you have to agree with everything that you're sharing. I actually like sharing content that has a different perspective and opinion than mine a lot of times. If I only share content that agrees with my opinions, what value is that providing my audience, right? Uh, Make sure that you are opening up perspectives, but that you are sharing content from credible sources. You're sharing content that provides a good user experience. You're sharing content from sites that are trustworthy and credible. That's really important. Number 18 is mobile friendliness. Is your website, is your blog mobile friendly? Is it mobile responsive? Does it know if I'm on my iPad, if I'm on an Android, if I'm on an iPhone? You need to make sure that your website, your blog, your microsite is able to be accessed, to be read, and to be consumed, and to be acted upon 
via mobile devices. Okay, check out some of the other resources we have here. I have podcasts, I have white papers, all kinds of good stuff for you there. Number 19 is who you hang out with online. Pretty self-explanatory. You are who you hang out with. And I always say you hang out with nine brokes, you're likely to be the 10th. Okay. And yes, we want to inspire other people. We want to help other people. But make sure you're hanging out with people who are going places. Make sure you're hanging out with people who are building a positive brand for themselves, not people who are just bashing other people all day or being negative or complaining on Facebook all day to increase that Facebook algorithm and get their content seen. I see this a ton and it's people hanging out in these little communities of people that they're all liking and sharing each other's content, but it's so negative or it's so childish. You are who you hang out with online and your prospective customers, your current customers, your partners are watching you. They're watching your tweets. They're watching what you're sharing. They're watching how you are interacting with others. So make sure you are hanging out with other people who are inspiring you, who will inspire others and who you can go places with. Number 20. Now this one's up for debate for some. This relates to using curse words. Now, it could be that it's part of your personal brand to use all types of terrible cussing words all day. Now, if that's you, that's fine. But for most people, you could really be turning people off if you were dropping the F-bomb every other word. I know for us, our clients, would there would be a lot of clients I would not have if I was dropping the F-bomb every other word. Some people, it works for them. It's part of their brand. But make sure if you are using these types of words that you are ready to embrace that as part of your brand. Make sure that is part of your planned out strategy and brand architecture for your personal brand as well as your business brand, okay? Number 21, is behavior that's trying to get attention. This could range from favoriting hundreds to thousands of tweets, uh, retweeting only for attention, spamming images on Twitter, spamming images on Facebook, on LinkedIn, uh, tagging people that you don't know consistently. So you know what I'm talking about here. Your behavior is not natural. You know that. Remember that commercial where they used to spray the fake hair? You know, that's not natural. If you are favoriting thousands of tweets in a day, that's not natural. You can't actually have a thousand favorite tweets, I would doubt. If they are, what are you doing all day that you have a thousand favorite tweets? Think about that. Number 22, sharing too much information about your personal life. Sometimes it's better left unsaid. We don't need to know everything you do, everything you eat, everything you ate, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days of the year. Make there be something that is a mystery. Let us want to know more about you. Inspire me to do that double click. I don't think I should be able to go to your Twitter stream and see every single thing about you and your life in one day. Now, maybe if I was stalking you and I'm looking over the course of the last year, yes, I could figure out a lot about you on your Twitter stream, but leave something to explore. Give me a reason to double click to your LinkedIn profile, to your Facebook business page, your Facebook personal page. Give me a reason to want to get to know you in a deeper, better way. Number 23, pretty easy buying fake followers and fans. I also did a podcast on this and I'll link to it on the show notes page. But don't buy fake fans or followers. They are robots and 
fake robots. They don't eat, sleep, breathe, tweet, read, or own a credit card. They're fake. Any of these ads that you see or these auto direct Twitter direct messages and they say, get 5,000 new followers for 50 bucks or whatever it may be. They're fake. They're not real people. So don't fall for those tricks. And there are tools that we can use in just a few minutes. I could pull up your Twitter account and I can tell what percentage of your followers are potentially fake. I can look at a Facebook page and oftentimes be able to tell pretty easily if you're getting fake likes, engagement, that type of thing. So be very careful with these things because you can very easily hurt your brand more than help it. Number 24 is bios of yourself and of your employees on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram. So this, I'm talking about your corporate brand. And if you have employees that are working for you and with you, everything that I listed here plus more is going to impact your brand. So you need to make sure you're helping them with you know, an employee social advocacy program. Maybe you need a social media policy. That's a whole other discussion, but I at least wanted to mention it here so it's something that you can look at. And I have a ton of resources on this as well. Number 25 is how you reach out to influencers. So let's say you have a new app you're launching or a new business you're launching and you've decided you want a quote unquote influencer marketing strategy you were going to implement it. I am seeing so many people that log on to Twitter and they start sending spam. So they say, okay, I've identified these top 20 social media influencers. I am now going to send them spam tweets for the next 20 days and hopefully they will tweet out a link to my new app. Wrong. That is not what you call a social media influencer marketing strategy. So I encourage you to check out some of the resources I have available. Episode 96, 97, 98 would be a great place for you to start with this. And I go into influencer marketing in a nutshell. I put it in a succinct nutshell for you. I talk about co-created content marketing. I talk about what is social influence. So if you're struggling with this, go check out those resources. Okay. And bonus tip here is the quality of everything that you say or do. Your digital body language is you. It's what you say. It's what you do. It's how you think. Your brand is you. So don't get lazy here. When you are thinking about your personal brand, your business brand, it is not about just throwing yourself out on Facebook, throwing yourself out on Twitter. You need to put some thought behind this. You need to put some planning behind this. Slow down to speed up. And I encourage you, Go to socialzoomfactor.com slash 108 and check out the resources I have for you. There is a ton of them. So I know that your time is so valuable and I thank you so much for hanging out with me today on Social Zoom Factor Podcast. I hope that today's podcast has inspired you to not only take a look at your brand, but to really think about the image and the brand that you are building and the that every little thing you do online is either helping or hurting your brand. There's really no in-between because if you're only delivering a quote-unquote status quo message or perception, it's not helping your brand, right? So it's either helping or hurting because even a status quo type of tweet or status quo Facebook page 
could be hurting your brand compared to what your competition is doing, compared to other alternatives people have to your services, to your product, to your business. Everything you say, do, tweet, pin, post matters when it comes to online marketing. If you need help with all of this and you simply don't know where to start, go check out our agency, the marketing nuts with a Z.com. We would love to help you. That's a wrap. If you're ready to zoom your business and zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.